Welcome to another episode of Matter of Mindset, the podcast to help you create a happier, healthier mind. My name's Emily and I work as a mind and movement coach and I help people to reduce the stress in their lives, create more calm so they can balance out their work and their life and in return feel happier and healthier for it and start to make choices they actually want to and feel in line with how they want to feel too. I do that on a one-to-one basis and in workshops and group situations and I also do that here on the podcast. That is what I am here to help you to do. Help you feel happier and healthier in your mind and then help you feel happier and healthier in your life. So on today's episode we are continuing to talk about boundaries. On last week's episode I kicked off by explaining what boundaries were and started to talk about how to set them, but more when to set them and why we need them in our lives, because they are so fundamental to our well-being and our mental health. If you haven't listened to that episode, then go back, listen to that one, and then listen to this. That would be my recommendation, because today we're moving on to talking about how to set and communicate boundaries, most importantly, that communication side of it. And this is an introduction to that. This is something I work with my clients a lot on, on that one-to-one basis. So this is that overview introduction, talking about actually how to communicate boundaries. So in part one, I talked about, like I said, what they are, when we need them and why we need them. And today is all about that communication, which to me is that most important part. Because some of us actually have loads of boundaries in our lives. We actually are aware of where we might feel a conflict has arisen and we'll set a sort of guideline or rule in our mind of, oh, I I don't want to do that again. I'll say no next time. But often we don't communicate that to that other person perhaps that's involved in that situation. And that actually can lead to you feeling stressed, to you feeling frustrated, overwhelmed perhaps, and also that other person feeling that way too. So It's really important to communicate our boundaries, even though it can be very hard at times, it can actually help us out in the long run for sure. So to quickly recap then on what boundaries are before I go into how we might communicate them, boundaries are those invisible lines between us and other people. I like to describe them as fences. So you'd imagine you'd have a fence maybe around a garden, sounds a bit like territorial, but A fence is there around you to protect you and your well-being. So these fences are there to create that distance between yourself and another person. They're there to protect your self-worth, self-esteem, and they enable you to have better relationships with other people. They also enable you to make better decisions and help you to feel more in line with yourself. And by the way, just as we're talking about boundaries, it's important that we let go of being perfectionists about this. You know, I'm not the perfect person here, even though I'm I'm a coach trying to help you. I I have boundaries. Yes, I've set boundaries, I've communicated them, but I also have boundaries that I haven't communicated. And that may lead to feeling stressed sometimes or overwhelmed. I also might have boundaries that I don't even know about yet, you know? And this is the good thing about raising our awareness to boundaries and what they are because you might be listening to this going yeah I don't have any boundaries and that's okay we're always evolving we're always learning 
And actually there's always gonna be moments in our lives and experiences in our lives where we go, ah, yeah, a boundary was crossed there or I felt discomfort, I felt conflict, will I need to maybe set a boundary? So it's having those realizations and and those kind of aha moments that are really important. So you can then just gather up your boundaries. And once you do, then you'll feel happier and healthier. But these are things we can evolve and change over time. Let's let go of that perfectionist kind of mindset. This is not something for us to perfect. Of course, having good, healthy boundaries is good for us. It's something we can work to, to be quote, quote, good at. But let's kind of, be kind to ourselves in the process because they're often difficult things to do and to set. So I just wanted to make sure that was clear for sure. So we can't set boundaries silently. We have to communicate them. And so much of our frustration comes from not doing that. A lot of the time we're stuck mind reading what others may think about us or feel about us or mind reading their behavior or what their behavior has meant towards us. And that might have crossed a little line for us. And then we get frustrated, uh, we feel upset or annoyed, but we don't communicate that. We don't say to them in you know some words, you did X, that made me feel Y, can we try something different, essentially. We don't do that, we struggle with that a lot. Of course, you might be listening to this and think, I do do that sometimes. But a lot of the time we don't. A lot of the time we're mind reading what other people are thinking and we're we're putting meaning to their behavior. And often you just need to have a conversation. And we know this, don't we? We know it's better to talk, but it's hard to. It's hard to kind of not want to point the finger at somebody saying, you did this and this made me feel like this. And this is where the kind of art of communicating boundaries comes in. We're not here to blame or point the finger. We have to do this in a kind of compassionate, skillful way and tactful way too, so that we're not harming other people as much as possible. But at the same time, difficult conversations have to be had to prioritize our well-being and take care of, of us too. So we have two options when it comes to sort of setting boundaries. I've said one already, have a conversation or we address it situationally. So which one you pick often depends on what you're comfortable with or the nature of the person that you're setting boundaries with. So if you are comfortable to have a conversation with someone that may have crossed a line or may have just kind of like pushed you up the wrong way, then great. If not, then you may address it situationally. And what I mean by that is you may say no next time and not get yourself into that situation. So once you've decided on that, once you've decided on, right, I am gonna have a conversation or I'm gonna address it by maybe not showing up next time, but saying I'm not gonna show up next time, that situational element to set a boundary. So how do we communicate a boundary? How do we tell somebody that how they've behaved or what they've done has affected us, made us feel a certain way? This can be the hardest thing ever to do and that's why we avoid, 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 don't we? But then when we've actually had that conversation and we see shifts, even if that's been a struggle, we actually then really reap the reward in the way that we feel afterwards. So we have to go through a sort of five stage process when we set a boundary. And I'm gonna go through this now just kind of top level so you can get a bit of an idea of if you have a boundary and you wanna 
communicate it, how you'd go about that. So first off, you need to actually define what the boundary is. Sounds really obvious, but you need to be able to explain clearly what boundary you're setting, not only to yourself, but to that other person. So have a think about those times where somebody's crossed a line with you, or maybe there's been a conflict, and this might even be something you think about after listening to this and write down and reflect upon. There may there may be things that come up where you haven't maybe realized that a boundary needed to be set. So you might think, well, okay, yeah, that was a bit of a conflict or that was something where someone crossed me or we had a bit of a kind of, a bit of friction. You know, someone came into my garden through my gate. <laughs> going back to that fence analogy and they they stepped into that space that protective space of my well-being and that didn't feel so good so try and define what that boundary was that they crossed maybe it might be I need to spend some time on my own more often or at this time of day I am doing this thing for me maybe that's a boundary someone's crossed or another one might be telling you to do something when you don't want to do it that might be something else that's happened so your definition of that boundary would be relevant to that you know your boundary would be that you feel x when someone tells you to do y and we're just defining it here we're just trying to define it before we actually say it aloud to somebody else i'll give you a more step by step in a minute Next, once we've defined what the boundary even is, we have to actually then communicate it. We have to say what we need. And when we're doing this, again, I would suggest you think about, right, what did I need in that situation from that other person? And take time to work this out beforehand. The next sort of rule of setting boundaries, communicating them is to, is to stay simple. Don't over explain things. Don't say, you know, oh, I'm only doing this because this happened and then this happened and then three weeks ago this happened and you did this and maybe you did this and had you ever thought about this? Don't over explain. Keep this really, really simple. And when I run through this kind of sentence framework, you'll you'll get the gist of what I'm saying because at the minute you might be like, ah, but setting the boundary feels a bit hard to just define it and then say it aloud but we're just going through like the basic principles so we define it we communicate it which obviously can be hard but then we keep it simple we don't over explain ourselves and then we have to set the consequences so we have to say why it's important to us so that's step one and then we have to think about what we're willing to follow through on if that boundary is actually crossed which again can be a really weird one because we don't want to set people ultimatums, but we ourselves need to think, okay, if that boundary is crossed, what am I willing to follow through on? That could be, you know, not spending as much time with that person perhaps and communicating that to them, of course, communicating that consequence to that person might be situational and deciding to, if that boundary is crossed, if it's linked to a situation, you know, you put yourself in a situation and you have boundaries in that situation, but someone crosses that, you then might not go into that situation again. That might be the consequence that you set for yourself. Then the final 
rule, if you like, of boundaries is to keep the focus on you. So we need to avoid blaming the other person or framing the conversation all around how their behavior is wrong. So this is where people struggle. This is where most of my clients need the help and the support to actually figure out what to say. You know, a lot of us want to communicate boundaries to other people, but literally don't know the words to actually do that in. Because we don't want to be like, you did this and this made me feel like this. And also, if we do do that, and there is a little bit of want sometimes to say, you did this and it hurt me like this, we often don't get anywhere, do we? We often just result in more frustration, more conflict, and we don't have a conversation from a kind of thought-out space, a kind of well-processed space. And that's the difference between arguing and setting boundaries. So they're the kind of principles of setting your boundary. But now I'm going to take you through a bit of a structure. And of course, going through this this quickly in the podcast, it's just a starting point for you to have a think about this stuff. I work with people on these kinds of things for weeks, for months, sometimes years, depending on the relationship and the situation where my client is trying to set a boundary within. So it can take a lot of time. But I'm going to talk you through a bit of a framework. So I've mentioned now that we need to define the boundary. We need to communicate it, keep it simple, set the consequences for it. And then we need to also keep the focus on us. So you may go along this framework. If someone's crossed a boundary, you would say, I feel blank. (laughs) Fill in your actual feelings, not your thoughts. So I feel upset might be something. That's your actual feeling. Then you may go into when you. So then you'd say when you and then the blank is the behavior. But we have to be quite specific here and try to not blame in our description. So I'll do another example. I feel upset when you sometimes don't ask me how my day has been. So we're trying to be specific. We're trying to be non-blaming in our language. And this can be difficult because I think any any kind of description of someone's behavior may come across as, as non-blaming. But if your intention is not to blame, then that is what matters here. Then you'd move on to because. So the reason, the how this affects you. So you'd then, you'd then finish the sentence off. You'd say, I feel upset when you sometimes don't ask me how my day was because I want to connect with you after a day at work. Again, trying to be non-blaming there instead of saying, because it makes me feel like you don't care about me. Did you see what I did in that kind of reason? I kind of softened it and said, because I want to connect with you after a day at work. It's actually framed in the positive. It's saying that this is upsetting me because I want to connect with you. I want to spend time with you. I want to have a good conversation with you. Of course, this boundary is is being set with someone that maybe I have a good relationship with. But I'm trying to not blame and be specific as much as I can about that behavior. Some of these conversations will be difficult and you will have to say, I feel upset when you do a behavior 
that isn't so nice but just try and come from a positive intention and try and look at the language that maybe you've written down in a journal before you actually communicate this boundary and think how you can soften the blow make it easier make it a softer language make it more positive perhaps then you go into because and how it affects you the final part of the boundary setting framework that I'm giving you today is to then go into are you willing to so what do you want them to do instead are you willing to so for the example I've been doing are you willing to have a no phone zone for 20 minutes every evening where we can just chat and catch up you know again positive intention making a suggestion and also inviting them into that conversation are you willing to do x to see if they're up for agreeing to that one of my clients and i were working on boundaries and, and we still are but maybe instead of um are you willing to that client of mine reframed that language and just said, are you up for trying it? Are you up for trying this? Are you up for trying to make a few changes to how often we communicate with each other as an example? So this is going to take you some time to get used to. We all have different things that we want to and need to communicate to other people to feel our best, to look after our well-being. And these conversations are going to be hard. They're not going to be things we can do overnight necessarily. Sometimes they might be. Sometimes, you know, this podcast even might have given you a bit of inspiration and motivation to go, yeah, I really need to have that conversation with that person. I'm going to listen back and write down this framework Emily's given me. I'm going to think about it, write it down in a journal, even get it out first in whatever language you need to get it out in. Then you can use that framework and think, how do I not blame? How do I not set ultimatums? How do I best communicate this? And if this is someone that you want to have a good relationship with, then that also helps because you can think about the language you're using and try and make it as positive as you possibly can. Of course, the challenge comes in if you're setting quite strong boundaries with somebody who you don't get on with too well. I've had clients that have done this with, you know, family members where they've had to actually really define boundaries of when I come home, uh, you make me feel X and sometimes that X is negative. Therefore, if you don't do Y, I will have to stay in a hotel somewhere perhaps when I have come home, stay, because you sometimes can make me feel like this. Are you willing to listen to me more when I am at home? Otherwise, I'm going to have to address it situationally and remove myself from the situation. Of course, that sounds a little bit robotic, but I'm just giving you a little bit of a food for thought on how we can do this in those difficult, challenging relationships. And again, this is going to take you some time, but I hope that what I've said there is going to give you a bit of a starting point to help you out with thinking about these things for yourself and then figuring out how we communicate them. So today I've given you those guiding principles of what is necessary when setting that boundary to define it for yourself and to the other person, to communicate it, saying what you need, 
take that time to figure that out first. Keep it simple, don't over explain. Set some consequences as well, because actually if you communicate a boundary and then someone crosses it and you let them cross it and you don't say anything, then they aren't going to take that boundary seriously. I know this is really hard stuff, but if we're setting boundaries and that is crossed, we unfortunately need to communicate it again to someone. You can do this. You can take your time to do this. Be kind to yourself when you're doing this. And of course, if you need extra support, you can reach out to a coach, you can reach out to a counsellor, or you can chat through this with a friend. You can think about it once you've written it down and chat through with a trusted friend who is maybe good at being impartial, perhaps. But it's okay to get support with all of this. And like I said on the first part of talking about boundaries, this can be tricky, but setting boundaries will actually give you more freedom and it will actually liberate the other person. Because also, once we set some boundaries, we're clear, we know where we stand with each other, we can hopefully improve that relationship or put that relationship where it needs to be. We can define it for what it is and then move on with our lives. So it liberates both you and that other person from frustration. We have clarity on that relationship and where we stand with each other. So if you start to set some boundaries, it's also important to remember that it might take some time for people to get used to this boundary. So it's important to observe what happens and whether they respect that new boundary too. You might be pleasantly surprised and be like, wow, I wish I'd done this sooner. For example, a work boundary, maybe emailing your team to say, I won't be contactable between this time and this time. And people respect that and stick to that because you've communicated it. This happened to a client of mine. They had a holiday and they were really specific about the fact they would not be contactable at all between X and Y times and dates. And they had never done that with that kind of specific detail before. And once they did, they were like, wow, I wish I'd done this sooner. Because their work colleagues actually were just going to them with queries, with questions outside of their hours. And because my client was answering that, they thought that was the norm. They thought that was okay. But when you start to set some new boundaries in place, people start to go, oh, right, okay. Okay, you told me, cool. You've told me that that's the guideline, told me that's the boundary and you've been firm with it, they start to respect that. Same perhaps with a partner. Often we don't want to tell our partners, look, I just need some alone time. That can be the number one kind of griping point because the other person thinks, oh, what have I done wrong? So if anyone says to you, you know, in a partnership, I think I need some alone time, then, you know, obviously outside of the context of a breakup, but just in day-to-day living, let's try to respect that. Let's try to say, no problem, you do what you need to do, we'll hang out later, we'll chat later, whatever. That's a boundary being communicated to you. So have the confidence to do that because otherwise you're gonna hit frustrations. So sometimes these new guidelines can take some getting used to and that is okay. If this is the case, as I said, reaffirm the boundary to yourself and to that person. Try to remind them why it's important, maybe for both of you why it's important and don't explain over and over again like don't go too wild with why why you need this boundary because that could turn into an argument maybe 
So remember, this is going to take practice. It's very, very hard if you're maybe a people pleaser, but practice and practice and practice, both writing it out in theory and then doing it gently and slowly. Maybe it's the work boundaries you'll set first, like I gave that example too. So you might ever think about this and you might think about where could I start to set some boundaries. So you might go, I just want to set loads of different ones, but let's take it one step at a time. So first off, let's acknowledge the specific areas in your life where you feel like you might need some boundaries. Can be general or you can choose a specific relationship or situation. Again, maybe you'll pause this or you'll re-listen to this and pause and write some notes on this. It might be work-related, it might be personal. So that's your first step. Just think about what area in your life do you need to set some boundaries in. Then just choose one boundary to set. We're reducing the overwhelm here. One area, one boundary. Step by step. So what's the area in your life? and write that down. Then think about how does that make you feel at the moment? Then you start to think about, well, what what's the change that I would like to have in that situation? What boundary do I need to change the situation? And that will take some time to think about. Then you would come back to that question I asked you at the start. Will you address it by having the conversation or situationally, i.e. not attending something, maybe? So again, just take your time to have a think about that. Perhaps re-listen back to that. But one area of your life, one boundary, reflect on how that makes you feel. Think about that boundary that you will need and decide if you can have a conversation or you're going to deal with it situationally as well. So also something important to remember and flag here, now you've listened to this part and part one, is you may start to notice where else you want to set some boundaries in your life and your relationships. Just gently take note of these and take your time to think about what your boundaries are and what changes you might want to make. Because change takes time. The fact your awareness is growing is great that's what matters so just start to listen to your reaction your mind your body even and go wait is a boundary needed here and you'll start to recognize your own needs and try to let go of guilt that you feel in that moment that is your gut telling you something listen to that trust that take note work through it and try to action it when it feels right for you Because remember, once we have set boundaries, we can make better decisions, we can feel more in line with ourselves, we can avoid burnout as well, which is really important. And we can begin to understand what we need and what we want. So take those first few steps, thinking about it, growing our awareness, reflecting, writing stuff down, using those frameworks, and then go for it, set some boundaries, set that one. Just take your time with this and be kind to yourself. So that's it for today's episode, the part two on boundaries. I really hope you've enjoyed it and please let me know on Instagram at Emily Brunnand or you can email me matterofmindcoaching at gmail.com. 
If you've noticed a change here, I have changed my Instagram handle to my real name, Emily Brunnand, so that you can connect with me and I can be more authentic with you as well. So if you were following my previous one, just change the name. So find me on there. Tell me how you found this episode. If you want any more support as well, or something's resonated with you and you'd like some extra coaching support to set some boundaries maybe, I can also help you with that. So get in touch. Let's have a conversation first and see how I can help you to set some boundaries and communicate them. Also, before you go, I've got a really special announcement that you might have seen online. But if you are new here, then I want to let you know that I'm, I've am i got a 12-week group coaching program now to help you create a happier, healthier mind. It's going to kick off in May, which I'm so excited about. It's going to be 12 weeks online in a group live with me. I'll be helping you to create a happier, healthier life, improve your relationship with yourself, mentally, physically, and emotionally. And I'm going to help you to reduce stress and create some calm in your life. Now, the program is called Matter of Mind, and its aim is to teach you how to create more balance, have more boundaries, and be more of you. So, Obviously, I hope that that sounds amazing. You know, I hope you really want that for yourself. Most of us want that for ourselves, but we can often find like we're stuck, can't we? We can often find like we're overwhelmed. We're not quite sure how to begin if we want to make some changes or we are, you know, we're exhausted, we're stressed and we need the tools and the support to get us from that place to feeling happier and healthy and having more balance. So I've designed this program to help you do that. It's based on my own experience. You know, I've been stressed and stuck in my life, not lived authentically to me, but I have now built a life that I have balance, I have boundaries, and I am authentically myself. Of course, there's challenges, but I know how to deal with them better. So this is why I packed everything into this course to help you do the same. So I'd love you to enroll on the course. If it's something that you're interested in, then again, please email me, matterofmindcoaching at gmail.com and just let me know. You can also just register your interest for now and keep track of my newsletter and my Instagram until the launch of it closes. Starts in May, really hope you're interested to hear some more. But yeah, keep your eyes open and I will be sharing more details with you if you are interested to join my 12-week coaching program. So that is it for now. And I will look forward to speaking to you next week on the podcast. If you could hit follow and subscribe as well, that would be amazing. But until next time, take care and be kind to your mind. Mm-hmm.